0: Welcome on this third Sunday of Easter. We especially welcome today the people of Compton Martin, Ubley and Blagdon, who have no service because their vicar is away. Today we recall the meeting of Jesus with his disciples in Galilee, as recorded by St Luke in the last verses of his Gospel We have come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world, and to seek the forgiveness of our sins, that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. In your resurrection, O Christ, let heaven and earth rejoice. Alleluia. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation. To you be praise and glory forever. As once you ransomed your people from Egypt and led them to freedom in the promised land, so now you have delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your risen Son. May we, the first fruits of your new creation, rejoice in this new day you have made and praise you for your mighty acts. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God for ever. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and for ever. Amen. Our first hymn is We Sing the Praise of Him Who Died. The words are in the order of service, and as we can't all sing in church at the moment, You can sing as loud as you like in your own home. you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the Third Sunday of Easter. Almighty Father, who in your great mercy gladden the disciples with the sight of the risen Lord. Give us such knowledge of his presence with us that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life and serve you continually in righteousness and truth through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins, and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading.
1: The reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3. While the man who'd been lame clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's portico, utterly astonished. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us? As though by our own power or piety we had made him walk. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you and you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Our second hymn is Now the green blade riseth from the buried grain.
2: Our Gospel reading. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
0: May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The few verses at the end of the final chapter of Luke's Gospel give us an insight into the mindset of the young first century church. We mustn't forget that this Gospel was written 40 or 50 years after the events it describes. It reflects how the current followers of Jesus, many of whom would never have met Jesus himself, had come to understand what Christianity is all about. The first disciples had had their world turned upside down. They had had to learn new things about the man, Jesus, they had been attracted to. A man who had turned out not only to be a Messiah, the like of which no Jews had expected, but the Son of God. The new AD 80 generation that Luke was writing for had grown up knowing all that. They had begun with the knowledge that Jesus had risen from the grave. They viewed everything Christ had done and said, and everything that had happened to him, believing he had conquered death. This young second-generation church was centred in the resurrection. They were resurrection people. Resurrection people do not live just for this world. Resurrection people have their eyes and hearts concentrated on a life that surpasses death. Their minds were set on attaining their homeland, heaven. They longed for it. Life in this world for them was hard. The Jewish homeland had finally entirely collapsed. Jerusalem had been razed to the ground, completely destroyed, in AD 70. Jews and Christians were persecuted. Under Nero in the AD 60s and later under Domitian in the AD 90s, this persecution was state-sponsored. In this passage in Luke, Jesus opened the minds of the disciples to understand the scriptures. What Jesus was doing was getting them to understand all that they had grown up with in a new way. The Old Testament, as it was to become known, was now to be seen in the context of the death and resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. They had to revolutionise their thinking, get a new mindset, a change of culture was required. The old view saw the scriptures as an affirmation of national identity, a definition of Jewishness. Here were the people of God, a chosen race. The predicted Messiah was to be a new political leader, a king of the Jews, who was going to lead his people to their former glory in this world. This new understanding, however, understood the Messiah to have been an ordinary man with no military pretensions, a man of peace, who was shamefully put to death by the enemy power. A Messiah, not of this world, bent on conquering armies, but an anointed one who took on and destroyed death itself. And he was focused not on a few, the Jews, but the whole of humanity for all time times past and yet to come." For the most part, Judaism was something one had to be born into. But Christ offers the invitation to everyone irrespective of race, social standing, gender, age, health or anything else. Looking back at the three years of Jesus' ministry, Luke tells story after story of Jesus breaking down the barriers. They're all there, outsiders of all types. Miracle after miracle, parable after parable are told to show that no one is left out. Lepers, tax collectors, women, children, foreigners, people with mental afflictions, possessed with evil spirits, blind or deaf, widows, prostitutes, Sinners of all kinds, those on the point of death, they are all there. Luke is looking back at it all from the point of view of a resurrection people. Jesus is risen and everyone is caught up in his saving arms and given life. And 2000 years on, we still have much to learn. Our world is still caught up with power and politics, and has its heart set on wealth and position. Winner Jaguar Rev Stubbs entreated the invitation to enter the prize draw I was guaranteed to win, if only I would claim the ticket. Winner Jaguar Rev Stubbs, just imagine what the neighbours would say when they see this gleaming motorcar sitting outside your house. Just imagine. I have something far more precious to share with my neighbours. For the most part, the mindset of the world around us is not focused on life with a capital L that surpasses death, but the things of this world that will pass away. This is the weekend of the funeral of Prince Philip. The royal family are not short of privilege or wealth, fame and influence in this world, but contemplating his funeral we are reminded that he cannot take any of it with him. We rejoice in the faith that he and the Queen share, a faith in the risen Christ. The Queen makes it abundantly clear that her homeland is not of this world. And neither is ours. All of us are invited into the fellowship of the resurrection people. High or low, young or old, Gifted or otherwise, we belong to the living God. Washed and made new, every day we are his, loved and cherished and known and called by name into life. We are resurrection people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As the resurrection people of Christ, let us share the peace. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Our next hymn is, The Lord is risen indeed. Let us pray.
3: Heavenly Father, Lord of all creation, Lord of the empty tomb, we marvel at the work of your hands and how you must be frustrated at the frailty of our own as we endeavour to put your will for us into action. So we come before you to ask our prayers and petitions in the name of him whom you sent for our salvation, even Jesus Christ. We pray for your church, constantly adapting to an ever-changing world, whilst holding on to and proclaiming what is timeless and universal. Let it never lose its vision of establishing your kingdom here on earth, that it may use every opportunity to speak boldly of the truth that is of a risen Lord and Saviour of all, and let it find unity in doing your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for peace in your world. We remember all who work for peace between peoples and nations, that they can draw inspiration from the life of Christ and so restore harmony where there was once discord and conflict. We pray for this our nation, especially for those both in national government and local councils and faced with the task of making difficult decisions which will affect us all. We pray that all our elected leaders or appointed officials will always work together for the good of all sections of the community with wisdom, humility and justice. We thank you and pray for those who, in following your example, show concern and compassion to others. And we pray also for our own Anglican organisations working with children and young people, the elderly, and with those in developing countries. May those who give of their love to others know of your unending love in their own lives also. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, Comforter and Healer to those in both physical, mental and spiritual need, we bring before you those known to us personally who are in that need at this time. We name them in our hearts, in a moment of silence, and are emboldened to ask that your healing touch may be felt in their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunities in the life of our Church to offer support and comfort to the bereaved. And so we pray for those who face that pain of grief at the loss of a loved one. For we can boldly claim that Jesus Christ is the light of the world, a light which no darkness can quench. At this time, we pray particularly for the members of the royal family grieving after the death of Prince Philip. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer risen lord as we go out into the world we ask no more than that you'd walk with us each day along our own emmaus road and open our eyes to the vision you have for each one of us let our faith in your resurrected glory be like that of thomas so that we too can declare my lord and my god merciful father accept these prayers for the sake of your son our savior jesus christ amen
0: let us say together the lord's prayer Amen. Our final hymn is Jesus Lives Thy Terrors Now. God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among us and remain with us always. Amen. May the risen Christ grant us the joys of eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.